0: This is Dave Brodbeck uh, here talking to you, and as I guess you'd imagine considering the name of the podcast, and uh, the lecture you're about to hear is from the fall term in 2018 from Algoa University. It is biology uh, and also psychology, 2606, brain Hope you enjoy it. Alright, so, uh, like I said the other day, what I want to do today is sort of review for the test. um, It's weird. So, remember the format of it, it's, there's 10 definitions, you choose to do four of them, and it's define, demonstrate the significance of, and then it's, so that's worth, the definitions are all told worth 20 points uh, in total. And then there's a list of some description. And you can think there's been quite a few things that we've had that are lists of different stages, different steps, things like that. Um, so there's that. And then finally, uh, an essay question. Now, unlike the last essay question, so it's out of 50. Unlike the last essay question, um, which you were able to sort of tie all the stuff together, it's kind of harder because we've got synapses and neurotransmitters, we've got drugs and hormones, and we've got development, and I can't in the life of me think of something that can tie all those together. Um, if you can, give me a suggestion and I'll change the test. But I, I actually can't think of it. So in this case, it's going to be something that's a big, uh, important theme in one of those things we studied. Right. So if you think about the different topics, there were overarching themes in each of them. Right? So you could think about with synapses and our transmitters, it could be something about how creation of new synapses and new connections relates to learning. Right? because then you can break that down and you can talk about there's even stuff that might be at the not the synaptic level but at the neuronal level so that's learning through habituation you can talk about habituation and then there's long term potentiation right the idea that uh, when a circuit has fired once the next time it fires it fires a little bit more quickly which we tested on a Morris water maze right and so you talk about that and then you can say but with a little bit of pre training, you don't necessarily, you know, blocking LTP doesn't necessarily stop learning. It's an important part of learning, but it's not the only thing. And you can see that that's a lot like a Hebb synapse, right? Donald Hebb came up with this idea, so that then ties that back to Hebb and the idea of, you know, his definition of the Hebb synapse. Uh, you could talk about how neuronal density gets bigger. In hippocampus in food storing birds during the fall and winter, so there's stuff like that. Uh, for the drug stuff, I think big theme was the idea that the what do you call it the reward system mesolimbic dopamine system uh, plays a role in why people take drugs. It's a reinforcement based theory, right? The idea that you get reinforcement because that gets operated and reinforcement operates such that the most recent behavior is the one, that just before reinforcement, is the one that gets, becomes more likely, right? So, the nice thing about it is it explains the paradoxical notion of drug use because, for example, you take a drug that you know, in fact, will do damage to you and or even if the damage is just a hangover, you still do that, Because the most recent behavior is drinking alcohol or smoking cigarettes or injecting heroin. Right? That's a good model. For development, I think you could talk about the different ways of looking at how brain behavior, how the brain has developed, nervous system develops. Look at those things that change in the nervous system and then look at changes in behavior. Right, you can look at changes in behavior, and then try to guess about nervous system changes. Right, so changes in so sorry, missed some detail there. So changes in in, in the nervous system, increase in myelination. The peripheral, peripheral nervous system leads to uh, independently moving your limbs and your digits. They kind of go together. The changes in dendritic. Density in Broca's area happen a lot basically before the age of five or so, and that's when you when you learn a language and you can learn a language without actually having much of an accent. And there are these big jumps in in neuronal density and uh, synaptic density in Broca's area, and they seem to correspond with like you know the one word stage, the two word stage, and speaking in sentences. Then you can talk about things that affect. Sorry, go the other way then. Sorry, so that's like. I don't know. Uh, looking at behavior and trying to infer brain things. So looking at things like theory of mind, we talked about that yesterday, not yeah, yesterday, two days ago. The idea that you know kids can't lie, they don't know, uh, they they can't reason the same way we do, and you can look and see that there are cortical differences that cortex grows. But that's about all you can do. It's a little harder to go that way with things that are a little more complicated, you know, and. Cognitive, uh, sort of higher order cognition a little more complicated than moving your fingers, things like that. Then you can look at things that affect both, things like uh, being enriched, leads to thicker cortex, and better mem- uh, maze performance in a rat. And you can bring in the example of, say, Romanian orphans, which we talked about. Okay. So those are some sort of, I mean, those were the big themes at all in the three, sort of sections we had, I think. So probably, if you're pretty conversant in those, you'll probably do OK here in the essay part. Uh, the definitions, you shouldn't be surprised. Nobody's going to be surprised what they are. I pride myself on taking ones that at least somebody does each, each of them. Uh, try, at least. And the list, you should be able to figure out what that's going to be. Well, you can figure out, like, four or five candidates and just know them all. So you should be able to be pretty this questions on that before I just open it up to regular questions. Okay, who wants to know things? This is going to be very short if no one asks a question. <laughs> what about it? What do you mean what is it? I, I don't really understand. Oh, that's that's right. So GABA uh, GABA, GABA amino acid, right? That's a, a neurotransmitter that opens up a chlorine ion channel. Okay? So GABA opens up a chlorine ion channel. Chlorine is a negative ion, right? So normally we're thinking of sodium coming in and making the neuron a little less negative. So you get uh, a positive postsynaptic potential, but you can get a negative one. And that's if you let chlorine in. And that's what GABA does. So that lets chlorine ions in. Right? So you get an inhibitory postsynaptic potential, negative postsynaptic potential, and you end up then with making it a little harder for the next neuron to fire. So that's what GABA's doing. So that's the first thing. So that's the way, for example, with temporal and spatial summation, we talked about before the last half, how we can get sort of no votes and not firing. Right? Firing or not firing. The no votes tend to come from GABA. Okay. Now, let's think about certain drugs to t- tie it into some other stuff. Uh, GABA is important... Like, if you look at benzodiazepines, so that's benzodiazepine and barbiturates, they operate on GABA. A benzodiazepine makes acts as what's called a positive GABA modulator. And what that means is it makes GABA a little more efficient in doing its job. So in other words, it's going to slow you down. Barbiturates do the same thing, but at high enough doses, barbiturates can actually open a chlorine ion channel on their own in the GABA system. Okay? What else about GABA? You can talk about how, and, and drug effects. One of the interesting things about nicotine is, in fact, that while it is a stimulant in the peripheral nervous system, and causes release of epinephrine, norepinephrine, etc., And in the central nervous system, it can also, there also are nicotine, nicotonic receptors in the GABA system that make nicotine act as a GABA modulator. So in fact, smoking does calm you down. And it also is a stimulant. That's that Nesbitt's paradox thing I talked about. Alcohol seems to operate on the GABA system. I see seems to I'm not entirely sure how alcohol works. Um though we didn't talk about it in this class, if you take neuropharmacology next year, you'll find out there's a really good physiological reason why you crave cigarettes when you smoke. And it's 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 the fact that there are nicotin, the nicotine receptors in the GABA system, and then they uh, make you they operate <coughs> together basically, nicotine and what are basically not really alcohol receptors, but something very similar. Uh, in the GABA system. So that's basically the, the important things about GABA as far as this part of what we've been talking about. And that's the idea of that it, it's what slows you down. Right? Does that help? Yeah, good. Other que- That was a good question. That was a good one. Other questions? Who has questions they want answered? Can you explain the rules of habituation? Please? Yeah. I better actually bring them up because I can't, I'm not going to remember all of them <laughs> offhand. So I can probably remember most of them, but I'm going to just pull this up to be sure. Um, so habituation is this idea. Let me just do this. Uh, that's in absolute transmitters. So the idea of habituation, remember, is the, is the notion that you get... Where are you? There we go. Um, I, pr- I I could have remembered all that. What am I doing? So habituation is the idea that uh, presentations of a discrete stimulus cause, uh, over time, you get less reaction to that stimulus. The stimulus usually is something like a ref- uh, some, some, some loud noise, very often a loud noise. Uh, it could also be a touch, things like that. The work with sea slugs was, was touching their... Um, Okay, now I've got a phone call, and it looks like it's been holding Sorry? Hello? Yes, I am. It's no problem. You sure? Oh, okay. Have you looked downstairs the that? So get back to it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. All right. Anyway, so you get this presentation of discrete stimulus, uh, less responding. So you end up then with uh, basically a learning curve. So you could and the amount of responding. Over time, and here's response, at first you get a big response, then it gets less and less and less until you actually (coughs) get no responding. And then we'll talk about that in a second. So the first thing is that like any kind of learning, uh, it's gradual with time. It doesn't happen right away. It takes more than one presentation. Most learning is like that. Very rarely does any organism learn things in one trial. There are situations like that, but it's rare. So that's the first thing. It's gradual with time. Um, if you withhold the stimulus, the response will reoccur. So if we stop and we come back the next day, even though today the animal wasn't responding, the next day the animal does respond. But there's savings. That's another rule. In other words, the next day... The amount of responding is less, OK? Oh, by the way, those things also happen with all kinds of learning. Simple learning like a, a classical conditioning pairing a state of CS and US. But it also happens with riding a bike, like in a person. First time you ride your bike in the, in the, in the, in the, in the spring, there are a couple of pedals, you're a little wobbly, then you're like, oh yeah, I how to ride a bike. Or first they put on skates in, in the winter, Right? The first time you put your skates on and you, t- you take a couple of, and you whoa, and then you're fine. Not like it was when you first put skates on and you couldn't skate. But it's the same thing with a, a rat showing a startle reflex. The more intense the stimulus is, the quicker the learning. In other words, the louder the noise in this case. Now... We could get ridiculous and say if the noise was so loud that the animal's eardrums were destroyed, well, it's not going to do anything. But that's obviously ridiculous. But in general, the more intense the stimulus is, the better the learning. That's well, the same as it is with anything. Think about it. If you have nothing else to pay attention to but the, the book you're reading, the textbook, you're going to learn better. So in that case, the stimulus is more intense. You can get overlearning, where, and that's over here, the animal can't show that it know that, it, that it's learned anymore because it can't respond any less than not responding at all, right? Yet, the animal still learns. And how do we know that? We we run this, we we keep presenting it even though the animal's not responding. We get what's called in this case a phenomenon called habituation below zero. <coughs> Okay, so habituation below zero, and the next day, we compare animals that had these extra trials with animals that we stopped when they hit zero, and then we see they, how much they respond normally, and the ones that we kept, where we kept going, they have even less responding. So they must have kept learning things. Right? And again, I've mentioned this, again, the same thing happens with, with any kind of learning, pretty much. You know, you think about it, professional athletes. I think hockey players know how to skate when they're making $7 million a year. It's like they do skating drills in practice. Right? They're over things. And finally, there's something called stimulus generalization. So let's say the sound we're using was a 440 hertz tone. Okay? And if we were doing... So 440... 60, 480 and then on the other side we've got 420, 400 and then we look at the amount of responding We get nothing at 400. And we get a little bit at 460 and 420 and a little bit more at 480 which would be 480 and 400 and eventually we would get something normal maybe around say 500 and 380 and in fact if you did this You get this beautiful normal curve. You actually get something that fits a normal curve. Nature's cool um, one of the things here is that that also happens in every other kind of learning, right? So these rules about habituation show us that while habituation is the simplest form of learning, there's no doubt about that, it also shares basically all the characteristics that all other forms of learning have. So we can study learning at the, at the neural level and, in fact, at the genetic level, we, using things like a nematode or an aplegia, we actually know the genome, and we know all the circuits. A nematode has 302 <coughs> neurons. Like, it's a simple animal. So, and we know what all the circuits do. But if we do that, and we can see what happens with each circuit, and we can change the, the, the circuits because we know the genome, and we can screw with it, we can then see how it affects learning, and that may be very similar to the processes that we have, in it's very complicated... Right? You think about even stimulus generalization it's something as complicated as learning a language right if you know a Romance language learning another one is easier than it is to learn a, a Germanic language right it's easier to, if you speak French it's easier to learn to speak Italian than it is to learn to speak English right if you speak if you learn Latin in high school uh, you can get bought maybe not be able to speak Latin to people but you can read a sign in Italy or in 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 in, in Spain or Portugal or even Romania and you could read it and go, I kinda know what that means. Right. So all these things they're important as far as habituation, but they're also important in other kinds of learning. All right. Does that help? Good. Good. I don't know why I pulled that up. I could have done that when looking. Uh, other questions? Um, EGF and bFGF. Yeah. So EGF, so we get a stem cell, a neural stem cell. When it gets EGF, it becomes a progenitor cell. And if that progenitor cell gets bFGF, basic fibroblast growth factor, I'm always proud of myself for not saying fiberglass. It becomes a neuroblast, and then it becomes a different kind of neuron. If it only gets EGF and not BFGF, its path is to become a a glial blast and then a glial cell. Yes, I think I can. So you get a neural stem cell. And... If it gets EGF, oh, they all get EGF. Neural stem cells, they get EGF and they become progenitor cells. A progenitor cell, if it gets BFGF, becomes a neuroblast. And then a series of other things happen that we haven't talked about and you needn't know (laughs) can make it become a different kind of neuron. If it doesn't get that, and again I've simplified this, but if it doesn't get that, it will become a glioblast and it'll and then through another series of other steps that we don't have to care about, become a glial cell of some sort. Yeah. So it's just it's just an important part of uh, development. Good questions. Can we talk about all the different groups of seven well yeah that's, that's right I mean that's obviously let's, what what are some what are some things that seem to come in sevens right besides the Queens of the Sun Age song freezes <laughs> really? out wow. um, so seven kinds of synapses you said right that's right what are they name the seven kinds of synapses What was that one? Axodendritic. Axodendritic. That's the easy one. Everyone should be able to get that one. That's the one you learned in high school. What's next? What's another one? Axosynaptic. Axosynaptic. That's a good one. That's two. Axomuscular? Uh, you could say axomuscular or axosecretory. Either of those is fine, because you'll see those things used uh, interchangeably. That's three. That's always the one I forget, so that's good. <laughs> Six of them start with axo. We've got three. Axoaxonic. Dendrodendritic. Dendrodendritic's the weird one. We've got five. Axo. Synaptic? that one. You did? Yeah. Okay. So let's go with AXO extracellular. That's a weird one, too, because it's a synapse, but just out in the 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 extracellular fluid is the CSF. Now I don't know which ones we've said. I'm trying to think of which ones are left. Axodendritic, axosynaptic. Axodendritic, sorry. Acro, yeah. Axosonic, endodendritic, and axo extracellular. Okay, there's one left then. I know what it is. Yeah, that's fair. Axosynaptic. It's 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 a synapse onto another synapse. We have that one We did? We said oh exosomatic. Did I say that one? Exosomatic. That's the one on the cell button. Oh, okay. There you go. If you're doing that, if that's the question. If that's the question, I'm gonna say, and this this list is gonna be like this: list the blanks and give me a brief description of. And when I say brief, you under, got understand I mean brief. Couple of words. Now, you know what you could do here is you could you could draw a picture. If you can draw. If you can't draw, don't do this. Because I'm going to look and go, I don't know what that means. Okay. So that's one of the lists. That's a good list. What's another good list? Stages of nervous transmission. Ah, uh, geez, now. What's first? Synthesis. Synthesis. What's that mean? What's synthesis? Making neurotransmitters. See, that's fine. That's all you have to say. What's next? Also starts with an Storage. Where do they store? Where do they stored? So that this is where you'd say stored in what? Vesicles. Exactly. What's next? I can't, in fact, probably remember off the top of my head. Synthesis, storage, release. Good. For release, you might say something like "on action potential," or you might write "say full collapse" or "kiss and run fusion." Anyway, that's fine. Release uh, is up. Is it uptake or receptor interaction? Is that that's what I used? Okay. What words I'm using there? Receptor interaction, bind with receptor site. And then it's inactivation, right? Yeah. And basically, what happens there, just. I don't know what you'd say there. Inactivation is pretty clear what that means. Yeah. And then, so that's, we have five now, right? and then reuptake goes into original neuron doesn't always happen remember all these steps don't happen with every single neurotransmitter molecule right like you don't always have to synthesize them sometimes you build them yourself oh, sorry that's the same thing sometimes they come from food for example right and then finally degradation they get broken down. Now, if there's reuptake, there's not. The next step isn't degradation. It's going to be release, right? So that's it's again not always the case. So that's a good one. So this like this shouldn't be that bad to, to, to do. So like, what would you put as the brief description for inactivation? Uh Enzyme breaks down neurotransmitter. That's good enough. Uh, degradation is if the, if it's in the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, in the synapse, and it's not, bi- and it's not bound to a, it's not no reuptake and no uh, binding to a receptor site, it's actually floating around. Enzymes will come along and break it down, but in the uh, synapse. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I don't think I made that clear earlier, so that's good. So that's where things like monoamine oxidase inhibitors work. Right, because something like monoamine oxidase will break down monoamine neurotransmitters when they're floating around in the uh, in in the synapse. This all happens exceedingly quickly, by the way. It's just so like if you think of all these things, there's only so many of them that this can be. It's like the diagram the other last one, which is like. It's going to be bit, Remember, the diagram could have been either one thing or the other. This can only be about four different things. Right? What else? Um, what the four different things. There's the synapses, the stages of nerve transmission. Yes. Uh, stages of development. Right. What are those? There's seven of those, too. It's ma- I don't know why it's always seven. I think people do that on purpose. They probably could make it five or something, but it's like, let's find two more. <laughs> cell birth. These are also, there's other names for these things. So you could have uh, neurogenesis for cell birth. It's fine. They're, they're different words, they all mean the same thing. It's fine. Migration. Differentiation. Uh, maturation. Yes, synaptogenesis, cell death, and myelinogenesis. Myelinogenesis, building myelin. I got a phone call. So, it's... And it was my wife looking for her phone. But <laughs> well, she was calling from the home phone, obviously. I mean, just here, she just wonders Yeah, that would be, is like, I've done that. I've looked for my glasses while wearing my glasses. You sort of fall asleep on the couch kind of thing. You wake up, oh, where are my glasses? It's like, for five minutes, I'm looking for them. It's like, oh, I'm wearing them. You've been wearing glasses since you were 18 months old. It's kind of, it's just, you're used to wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just... You know, and automatically when you wake up you look for your glads, first thing you do. Those of you who are glad, no look in and the and wake up my oh, <laughs> I've been holding my keys in my hand looking for my keys. Done that one. Where the hell are they? Like, I can't believe I... Okay. <laughs> I've been talking on the phone for my phone before. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. There's definitely different memory systems. They're dissociable. So, I mean, I, I, other questions before I say anything else because I don't want to... It's like, you're, I think you'd be in pretty good shape. This test tends to be done a little bit better than the first one. Partially that's because people are used to my tests and understand how to answer things a little bit better because my tests are weird. I know that. Please. What oh right so I talked about that probably before you came in but like think about it's okay what are the main themes of each different section right so that when you think about synapses and neurotransmitters it seems to me one of the big themes is the idea of synaptogenesis so new synapses and learning I mean I think those are that's a big that's what we close with right remember I closed with that it was like so let's all put this together Uh, with the drugs and hormones thing it's about the reinforcement based model of drug taking Right, and how it relates to the other drugs, other models of drug-taking behavior. And then... This has been here for a couple of days, this hat, and I'm very close to taking it. But it's somebody's, and I shouldn't do that. But I need a hat. Um, and then finally, with development, it's, you know... Looking at brain changes or nervous system changes and behavior. Looking at nervous system changes and infer, sorry, looking at behavioral changes inferring nervous system changes, and then looking at things that affect both of them. Right. I think those are the big themes. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's what's leading. It's it's those are the overarching things about those three different topics. It seems to me. And as far as how these are distributed, the definitions, uh, I don't know. I can't really. We spent more time on synapses, and neurotransmitters, and on drugs and hormones than we spent on development. So there's, there's more stuff on those, more definitions on those two than there are on development. I mean, that's just going to make sense. Realize I made up the tests. These aren't from test banks, and therefore, it's what I find important. And what I find important is what I talk about in class. However, to do to get killer grades, bringing stuff in that I haven't talked about in classes in the book really helps. Right? That's just pretty typical. Because yeah, I don't make, use a test bank. I, I just don't. I don't like the questions typically. the other list of, of administration? Oh, that's seven. Could be? I have interaction, subcutaneous, subcutaneous, intramuscular, 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 and then intolation. Yeah. The problem with that is that I don't know that, that that seems so specific that I don't think I'd ask you that. This is something I want to know that you all know. Okay. <clears throat> right? The reason it's not one of these definition questions, like roots of administration is a great definition. Right? 'Cause it's something you can choose to show me you know that. This is something this listing is something I want to make sure you know. That's why I'm it's it's not up here and worth five. That's why it's here and worth ten. Just like with the with the with the diagram, I'm not it was so, I wanted to make sure you knew that. So that's why I made I tested it and you had no choice but to answer. So, I mean, again, I, you shouldn't too much try to get into, inside the head of somebody who's making up a test because you could make mistakes. You also don't want to get in here. Mm-hmm. It's a dark place. But, so, but realize what I think is important. And you can tell by the stuff I spent more time on. Obvious. Right? Also, if I'm making up the test, what I think is isn't just important isn't just, import, just going to be on the test because I think it's important. It's also because that's what comes to mind when I'm making up a test. I sit there and go, oh, yeah, what are we talking about? There's not a question on that. Oh, I said, that, that's the definition. Like, to come to, like, I'm just a human. <coughs> so, just like the first one, nothing should surprise you. Like, I, I don't, I'm not here to surprise you. It's, it's a measuring instrument, it's all it is. Check our grades for the last midterm. <laughs> you haven't picked up your test yet, it's so in my back yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody, most other people picked up their test, but you haven't, but I have not I made sure to bring them in case people hadn't checked. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like three others of you, if you haven't, they're here. Just saying. That's, uh, that's not like percent, that's a grade at a 60. Okay, I don't we'll want you freaking ahead. out. Anything else? Thanks. In terms of drugs, yes. um, so what should we know about each drug? I think it's useful to be able to answer a question, uh, a potential sort of drug question, is to know enough about how it works. Okay? So, for example, if I had one of the definitions, I don't know, if it was antipsychotic drugs. If was a definition. If you wanted to answer that, you should tell me the antipsychotic drugs block, don't block D2 receptors because D2 receptor binding efficiency and the, la- and the sort of too much of that is what causes schizophrenia. Like you should just know that's, that's, there's your, like there it is right there. You can even draw that little, well it wouldn't be much of a graph, you just say there's a correlation between D2 binding efficiency and uh, ED50 of antipsychotic drugs That's it's 1.0. Right. Uh, if I asked, so that's a definition-type question. Uh, if I asked about the reinforcement-based model of drug taking, I guess uh, you'd want to say about how mo- the drugs that we take for fun all operate the mesolimbic dopamine system, the ventral tegmental area, bundle, nucleus accumbens, and they have receptors in there. Except for hallucinogenics, right? And it's interesting that people take hallucinogenics. You can't really get a monkey to work for hallucinogenics, they won't do it. People find seeing color and hearing, uh, seeing seeing sound and hearing color interesting. Monkeys don't, they find it horrifying, <laughs> which is the way you should because it's weird and wrong. So... And then the killer about that whole thing is you say there is one class of drugs, psychoactive drugs, that actually has literally no street value, and that's antipsychotics. They have none, because in fact they do the opposite. They make dopamine not work as well, and that system, the mesolimbic dopamine system, the reward system, runs on dopamine. Right. So knowing that kind of stuff is important for being able to answer different questions, right? So I may give you a particular question on a, like one of the definitions, maybe some class of drug, right? This could be something about the, 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 the reinforcement-based model of drug taking, and in that case, you want to be able to bring some stuff in. Yeah, it's a good question. Other things. So I was going to text my wife and ask if she had her phone yet, but then if she never phoned, she couldn't reply. So. Such an idiot. I must give you a lot of yeah. faith in your education. I I'm not calling myself an idiot. I'm an idiot who knows a very specific set of shit, though. <laughs> so that's what they pay me for. Other things. Other things come. Now, if you don't have other things, if they do come to mind, you can always message me. You can email me whatever, whatever. Right? Because I'll answer those things. Those of you, I think a lot of you have been surprised how quickly I respond to, are these, pa- are these articles any good for my paper? Yes. Because it's pretty easy for me to look, and I just, yes or no. When I say no, I tell you why. And there's still 14 of you who haven't got approval of your articles yet. You might want to get on that. Because it's due in a week. And you have a test Monday, if you know that. You have a test Monday. You think it's bad for you, then i got—I got to read 60 tests and 60 papers. So I'd rather write a paper and write a test. Seriously. You good? Good enough? Okay. Uh, if you have any other questions, just come and ask me, uh, email me, message me, whatever. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right Or, like, the GNU license. Um, I hope you learned something. But if you didn't, I, unless you're one of my students, I really don't care. Um, the music, by the way, for each uh, song, for each uh, uh, episode, <laughs> lecture, uh, is uh, available. They're all podcast, uh, like PodSafe Music. So if you want to find out about the bands, there's links on my website at people.ac.ca slash broadback. Uh, if those links don't work just contact me and i'll find uh, I'll find out um, often I put links uh, actually in the uh, if we call them show notes or blog posts so uh, you know buy these people's music they're they're making the stuff available out there uh, thanks everybody and we'll see you next time.